IndieWire's Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizlet on the Twitters. And I'm Ben Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And uh, we're recording remotely because uh, we, are cro- we are worlds apart, it, a nation apart, but uh, united by one thing, which is, oh boy, the Emmys are coming. It's Emmys week. Get into it. It's, it's the one week a year that Ben lives for. It's... Now that... <laughs> Now that other things are over, <laughs> yeah. Until uh, until I find that next obsession, this is this is all I've got. So it's uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a great week. There's there's exciting things gonna happen, you know, and and things have already happened. Hopefully, some beautiful things happened just yesterday. Yes, uh, Ben. If Ben if Ben is very much hoping that Anne Dowd wins a much deserved Emmy award for uh for for her work on The Leftovers. Uh, he wishes he, he he wishes he could be there, Anne, to you know be be with you in this troubling time. But as you know, I'm sure you're very nervous. Is she nervous? No, she seemed cool as a cucumber. Ben got She's... to have Ben had lunch with Anne out or di- breakfast. Yes, breakfast. Uh, yeah, and and she's 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 ready. She's she's in a good place. I feel like so. Uh, I know she'll be okay without me, but I wish I could have been there to hopefully celebrate in in the revelry. Let's say. Indeed. Um, so we're going to try to, you know, th- this is going to be a week full of predictions, full of people having their theories about what's going to happen. Um, I think, you know, Ben, Ben, Ben is feeling good about feeling like the, the handmaid still has a pretty good shot at some good awards. Um, I feel like uh, on the comedy side, I don't, are there any, any actual shoe ins on the comedy side? It's a great question, Liz. I don't know if that I'd consider anything a shoe in. A lot of people are are feeling confident about where Veep is this year and and its returning status, as well as Julia Louis Dreyfus. And um, I mean, uh, there's some people who feel a little more confident about Donald Glover than others, but there's always some some trepidation. There's always a little bit of nerves. So I, I don't know if I'd call anything a lock. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, but beyond the locks, there's just like the crazy stuff that we, we, I guess we want to happen, we think could happen, but, uh, you know, we're not sure, you know, we think it could happen, but we're not going to like put some, we're going to, we're going to put any substantial sum of money on it. Um, this is a kind of, it's kind of a, this is kind of a callback to, um, our crazy pre-nominations, uh, podcast from a couple of months ago, which was a lot of fun. And uh, so we're just going to kind of like spitball some, you know, what could be the most shocking moments of the actual primetime Emmys uh, beyond uh, what, you know, the beyond whatever crazy stunts uh, Stephen Colbert has in store. Because, you know, who's a guy who does crazy stunts with Stephen Colbert. Well, I expect some pretty good song and dance numbers, I would hope. So, yeah, he is a pretty good song and dance man. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm, I've got my fingers crossed for from our. Our excellent host. Now that the the Emmys are airing on CBS this year, um, but yeah, you're right, Liz. I mean, we've got some choices here. I don't know if I'm hoping for all. I'm hoping for some of these, but um, in terms of you guys sitting there on Sunday night and they're rattling off the names, and you're like, "Oh, so and so is nominated. That's interesting. I wonder who's going to win." Keep these in mind. Perhaps one of these spoilers could come about. Indeed. So Ben, what's your first one? What's your first like what moment? That could happen. Uh, 
So my, my first pick is is definitely one where I'd be happy if either of these things, either of these lovely women, incredibly talented actresses, pulled down uh, the lead actress in a comedy role. But for the last two years, I've been pretty nervous about Julia Louis-Dreyfus' status. She's on the cusp of, of breaking even more records. She's already got quite the hot streak going for her wins, for her wins on Veep. Um, Veep, sadly, was just announced that they're going to end it after season seven, which uh, came after voting, so it won't affect anybody's kind of nostalgic picks for her. It's, that's already been in the can. But I'm still nervous about it because she's won so many times, eventually the tide turns, and, and, it, and you never really see it coming. If there's a definitive person, perhaps, you know that like the streak is going to end, but there's not that definitive person this year. It still feels like there could be the time, though, that just arises and, and somebody else is going to step in. And I think if somebody is going to beat Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I think it's going to be Pamela Adlon for better things. That'd be awesome. I mean, I think one thing I have noticed in the last few months is kind of this growing like, oh, yeah, Pamela Adlon's been around for like a real long time, guys. Like she's there's some she's like done so much over the last several decades. Like I didn't know she was in Say Anything until I was listening to a podcast recently. That was, you know, like blew my mind. Yeah, and she's actually already got an Emmy under her belt. She won for her uh, voice acting on King of the Hill as Bobby. Um, so she's she's got a good reputation with the TV Academy. She's writer, director, producer, star of the season, which tends to help when you're nominated in a solo field like this. Like Even though she's nominated specifically for her performance, people know how much work that went into it. And this is the only nomination that the series got. So if they do feel like rewarding a series of, of very much... Uh, deserved status, then they might they have to look to Adlon, and uh, I don't think they'd have any problem doing that because I mean obviously the performance is exquisite as well. Um, if asked to choose between Miss Louis Dreyfus and Miss Adlon, I don't think I could do it. So if either of them win, I'm going to be quite happy. But um, I am I am excited to see what goes down in this category as as always. Cool, Liz. What about you? This is kind of this is one this is one based on. Nothing more than kind of like what seem what like awards gossip, but I wouldn't be so shocked if Bob Odenkirk won for best actor in a drama. Oh, interesting. Yes, I've heard this as well. Because it, it, it's not really what it is, and I hope this isn't talking out of school. But he was thirsty this year. Like I, I maybe it was maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was his people. Whatever. But they pushed him hard. Uh, they, you know, made him, su he was super duper available for interviews. He actually did like a special video for AMC and Sony um, to re-promote, uh, to re-promote the show, re-promote his performance in it, um, which was really funny. And it was, I, I just feel like it, he's such a well-respected performer. He's so good in that show, especially this last season, um, that I think I think that could be an easy. I think that could be something of an upset because I, I feel like who's who do you think is favored there? Uh, Sterling K. Brown is the overwhelming favorite as of now. Um, people are are pretty high on him, especially coming off of the People versus O.J. Simpson, and then a, a great performance in This Is Us, which is obviously very well liked. Um, so he's definitely the leader. But in terms of Odenkirk, I think uh, there's a couple of factors that go into what's like why this year is pretty important for him. One is that we're seeing a little bit of a turnover here. I mean, the, there's not a definitive best actor. Last year's uh, last year's winner is actually not nominated this year. 
Um, so there, there's a kind of a bit of an opening. And whenever there's an opening at the Emmys, you want to take advantage of that, especially when you're in a show that, well, we don't know how long Better Call Saul is going to go, but it's been going already and it hasn't been awarded as much as it's either deserved or has been expected. Uh, and then This Is Us just started. It looks like an awards monster. This thing could dominate the acting categories for years to come. So if it gets off to a hot foot and wins this first race, that could make it even harder for Odenkirk to win in the future, even though I would expect whenever the final season of Better Call Saul airs, uh, he's going to be fine. But um, but yeah, so I think that there's a lot of factors going into it, as well as AMC really needing this show to be a big show for them and to continue to push their prestige factor. And this is maybe one of the best shots they have at winning. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Odenkirk is a pretty good pick. I'm, I'd probably put him in the number two or three slot. I, I'm a little curious to see if Milo Ventimiglia gets some love for This Is Us because his character is so much more talked about than, than Randall, than Sterling K. Brown's character on the show. Um, but that could also just lead to vote splitting, which could also help Bob Odenkirk. So that's a good pick. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I wonder if there's, yeah. By the way, have you heard uh, Todd Vanderwolf's theory about about what how Jack dies? Oh, absolutely. It's it, if you gentle listener, uh, if you haven't read uh, Todd Todd from Fox Vox V O X, not Fox like the small furry animal. Uh, if you haven't read his uh, This Is Us season finale review, uh, I I should I just say it? No, let let them let Todd let Todd on. Yeah, but it's 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 it is so chilling in some respects and so hilarious in some respects that I don't know. It's 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 hard to describe what what that would do, but it would be it would it would cause some conversations, I'm sure. Anyways, um, he, he's absolutely that, sold me on it. I think it's going to happen. I, I I agree. Actually, I think I think that's what they're aiming for. And I his he's been saying lately that he thinks it's going to be revealed during the Super Bowl episode, which I think will burn down America. Yeah, well, that definitely would, especially if that is how it goes down. Yeah. Uh, what's your next pick? Uh, my next pick is one that I don't think you're going to be a fan of, but uh, I also don't expect to happen. But I, 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 the best the best actress race in the drama series category is very much expected to go to Elizabeth Moss. She's the outright favorite, um, not only because she gave an extraordinary performance in The Handmaid's Tale, but also because she's never won, and that's kind After of After being nominated like seven times. Yeah, at least, yeah. She's yeah. got quite a few, um, and she's she's never taken home a trophy. So a lot of people consider her to be the lock. I do as well. Um, there's a little bit of talk about Claire Foy upsetting her for the crown if that turns into kind of the industry monster that a lot of people expected, but because its nominations total was kind of low... Um, there's there's not a strong as strong a voice expecting that to happen, but that being said, people expected the crown to be an Emmy's juggernaut, but we're not really talking about how big of an Emmy's juggernaut Westworld could be. Mm. And Westworld was tied for the most nominations overall. Uh, it's an HBO show, which never hurts when it comes to <coughs> the Emmys. And Evan Rachel Wood, front and center on that thing, she's been phenomenal and she's been out there talking about it to everybody um and and i mean for for a very very long time she's great at it she's also obviously tremendous in the program itself uh so i think perhaps if there's going to be an upset upset in that category i wouldn't look to the crown i might look to westworld especially if this thing is going to do better than people have been discussing interesting 
I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not again. I'm, I really liked her. I mean, it should be Elizabeth Moss. It was the best performance from last year. Um, but there were other very good performances as well, including, uh, including, uh, Evan Rachel Wood. She, that show would have worked like 50% less well without her really anchoring like the central narrative. So I, I, I won't, I won't like throw anything at the screen if she's the one who takes it. Yeah. I don't think you'll have to worry too much, Elizabeth, but, uh, but we shall see. We shall see. Uh, what about you? What's next? Um, I feel like. For some reason, I feel really good about Master of None winning for uh, Best Writing. Interesting. I don't know. I, I think like they've done a nice. I think it's a smart pitch. I think they've done a nice job of like positioning it. I think uh, they're. I think Atlanta might split its vote just because uh, you know it's you know there are two scripts in there, and which is that which is an obvious statement. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like. I feel like there's a lot of attention being paid to that specific episode. It was the breakout episode of the, of the season, which always means a lot for, especially for a show that is as buzzy as Master of None. And I think also Master of None in general, this is something really interesting, which was they really tried to, um, I remember when we were initially doing like, you know, the pre lead up to the show's release, we were like, Oh, let's get our, inter let's try to get interviews. Let's try to get Aziz. And, Netflix was like, you can't get Aziz. We don't want to do, we don't want everyone talking to Aziz. We really want to like put the supporting players front and center and really like showcase their contributions to the show. And I think that has pay, paid out in the kind of press and attention the show has received. And especially with Lena Waithe and who, you know, she's got a new show coming up, I think for Showtime. Uh, yes. And, yeah. And uh, it's not called, it's not called Detroit, but it's about Detroit. No, no, no. It's about Chicago. Chicago. It's called uh, the Shy. The Shy. Yeah. Not. I mean. So I feel like I feel like people are talking about her in a really interesting way, and I think that could contribute to her taking that trophy. Could happen. Not oh, a bad theory. I just really want to see. Like, uh, I'm going to be uh, during actual Emmys night. I'm going to be backstage uh, with uh, our colleagues Han and Han and Mike uh, to you know write down the, the interesting things that winners say, and. Uh, <clears throat> I really can't wait to see what kind of pantsuit she's wearing. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be fabulous. Like I think whatever she's whatever she's wearing is going to look fabulous. But I I'm, I'm ho hoping for like the most amazing pantsuit in the world. No, I hope that you get that as well. Uh, what about you? Um, all right, so I can't. I feel a little bit bad about this because I I think I'm stealing this from somebody, and I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but. It, Ever since it's kind of been planted in my brain as a nugget, I've it's made more and more sense to me. Um, I I think Robert De Niro might lose. Interesting, because you know what I have down on my list. Do you have I, Robert De Niro losing? I have Rizzo Mead winning. That's exactly what I have on my what? list. What? Yeah. What? Oh I actually my think God. it's on my predictions page already, but I I don't really remember. Um, but yeah, I I don't I feel like there's been a little bit less attention paid to those dominant movie stars who come over to TV. Like I, I do think Nicole Kidman is going to win this year. I think there's no question about that because her performance and that show were just out of this world. It took over the the culture for a long period of time. So that's that's safe to say is is a lock. But I do think that De Niro 
for everything that he is, and for as much as I liked his performance in that movie, I don't think a lot of people ended up seeing that movie. I don't think that really caught the mainstream and became a buzzy topic as uh, The Night Of did. And even though The Night Of has been off the air for so long, I don't think people would forget about Riz Ahmed, and I don't think they'd forget about his performance, and I don't think that John Turturro is going to steal too many votes from him. Uh, that's that's more of a gut thing. Like I'm sure Turturro has his fans, and he should, but I, I'm not too worried about vo- vote splitting. I do think Riz Ahmed is, is probably going to take this category. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think it is like the unexpected pick, but at the same time, like, especially if you look at like the the year Riz Ahmed has had since, uh, since the night of, like he's done, he was in a freaking Star Wars movie and he's had um, like this high profile role on Girls, which kind of, which was really, he really showed off his range there in an interesting way. Um, I found it really fun uh, because like he basically, like in the first episode he's in, he's like, a totally adorable goofball and then in the second episode he you see the flip he he's still that same goofball but you see the flip side of it and it's kind of a, it's a fascinating ch- shift he's actually he's nominated actually as well for that performance so way to go buddy he could be uh, a twofer he could be a t- i mean how's that how often does that happen that people win like two like i i think janny did it one year yeah she won for master of sex and mom i mean it happens often enough where it's not unprecedented but um when it does happen it's it's pretty exciting like it's a pretty cool thing so yeah cool so what's another well that was one of yours but it's also one of mine i'll just throw out this idea and this is this is not going to happen i'm going to but i feel like i feel like there's a maybe a shot of saturday night live not winning for variety that would be that would be quite the upset yeah I just feel like there are so many, there's so many strong contenders in that category beyond it that there is a chance. But I also will that is that is that when we're we're talking about wacky crazy things, I don't think that it. I wouldn't like hate it. Not I wouldn't hate it losing winning. Like I think it it did have a good year, but I don't think it was the best year it had. And I don't know if it was better than some of the other things in that category. Uh, I'll, I'll go even further and say that I think SNL kind of had a bad year and (laughs) I, I would be very happy with most of the other variety sketch series winning. Like I, I have, I'd be, I'd be over the moon if, if Billy Eichner was able to win. Uh. Tracy Ullman shows fantastic. Drunk history was very, very good this year. Documentary now is something that's so special unto itself that, uh, if if somehow it cold enough votes, I'd be astounded, but it would be very, very exciting. And then Portlandia is Portlandia. Um, I, I don't have anything against Saturday Night Live, but I think the, the idea that it's the just unstoppable force is, is because we were all so surprised by how well it did in general. Like People knew it was going to get a few extra nominations. Like They were talking a lot about Alec Baldwin in the supporting actor category because that's something that just dominated. But, I mean, it... it tied for the most nominations of any series, and that's that's insane. So to say it would lose its main category seems a little bit of a reach, especially when there's not one other show to compete. Like, all these shows are so good that they're all probably going to get the votes that don't go to Saturday Night Live. So if it had, like, one peer that was right there with it, maybe it would have a chance to be upset, but... Yeah, I think it's I think it's probably gonna win, but I would I would join you in celebrating if it if it somehow got upset. Um, I, I I'm amused by the idea of just like a category of just being like, and the award goes to everything except SNL. 
<laughs> Everyone else, come up here. Take a bow. We got trophies for all of you. Sit down, Lauren. It'd be funny if they if they actually announced the voting total and it like in in reality probably all of the shows combined votes may not surpass what SNL gets. So yeah, no kidding. But we'll see. Um, how about uh, how about one more for you and one more for me? All right, the last one I'm going to throw out there is one that I'm. It's it's mainly something that I'm just having a hard time visualizing for whatever reason. I can't see these two people taking the stage, but I can see somebody else taking the stage. So I'm just going to throw it out there and see if it comes true. Um, Laura Dern for Big Little Lies is uh, a, a very popular actress right now. She obviously killed it on Twin Peaks uh, just very recently over the last, you know, 18 weeks. Well, 16 weeks. But um, she's she's huge, and she's expected to win this category. And if it's not her, it's expected to be Michelle Pfeiffer for The Wizard of Lies. Um, but honestly, I think it's more Shailene Woodley than anything else. Like, if, if I had a vote, I think I would be throwing it towards Shailene Woodley. And I feel like she's more... I think Reese Witherspoon is the face of Big Little Lies, but right there next to her is Shailene Woodley. And I, I think Nicole Kidman had the breakout performance of Big Little Lies, but I think it's very clear that that's, uh, that's its own thing. Like it, uh, and, and for Shailene to kind of end up in the supporting category because Reese and Nicole were, were leads, I feel like she's a, a bigger presence than a lot of these other actresses. She had a much bigger role in her show than Dern and Pfeiffer did in theirs, and that's not to say that that will be the deciding factor, but it is interesting to me to see those kind of competitions go down because uh, on a very basic level, she did more work. She was there more often, so she was providing more support, if you want to frame it from that perspective. So I'm kind of, I, I don't know if I believe it's going to happen, but um, that kind of inkling is in the back of my head. Interesting. I like it. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I think she, I, I think my biggest quibble with it is the fact that she was basically kind of a lead. Um, but we'll see. Which is hard for me to imagine voting wise. You know, like if if you're presented well, people get with pissy this, about this now. I know, but like I, I wonder how many people get like pissy enough where it actually happened. So like people actually voted this through. Like the 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 governing body voted Shailene Woodley in as supporting actress, and then when it comes down to voting for the winner, they're pissy enough where they're just like, no, 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 I'm not going to vote for her well, to win because she's not really supporting, but I'll nominate her. That seems like a weird, I don't know. So, I mean, it's weird too. Cause also, uh, I happen to have a, I happen to have an, a friend who, uh, is an Academy member and I got to watch her vote for her, for her picks this year. And, uh, she does uh, as a member of the specific committee she's in, she doesn't vote on any of the acting awards. She just votes on best series yeah. um, across the board, which is which I, I which I find really interesting because it means that a lot of times with the acting categories, we can't be thinking about the twenty thousand people. We have to be thinking about a much smaller group. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it is. It, the The voting procedure is is kind of a <laughs> that warrants its own discussion. Like when you're when everybody's ready to get that invested on the Emmys, we'll have that episode of the podcast where we'll bring in somebody from the TV Academy and discuss all of these crazy voting rules. But until then, Liz, take us home. What is the last crazy thing that you think might possibly, maybe, could happen, want to happen in 2017? Um, 
I think that a black creator is going to win for best original comedy. I think it's going to be blackish. Wait, wait. You think you think outstanding comedy series is going to go to blackish? I think so. Oh, you're breaking my heart right now. I know, but I don't know. I just think they've make, been making such a strong play for it. And I think... You're betting on the thirst, Liz. Betting I'm, betting, heavy. I'm betting heavy on the thirst, but they threw a freaking carnival for Emmy voters. Like, they had a carnival, and then they had, and with, with, they had a carnival with rides for the kids, and then uh, Tracy Ellis Ross gave, like, set tours. I, I, have, I didn't attend this event, but, I, but this was how it was described to me. I'm like... They threw a carnival, Ben. I hear you. I'm not. I wouldn't put it past them. And there's a few key critics who who've come out for Blackish at least over the last two years, if not before, and really made a strong case for it. Even though they they very much love and respect Veep, so I, I'm I live more in fear of that happening, especially with stuff like Atlanta nominated as well. But <coughs> I mean. Veep, I think, is the strongest choice. Atlanta, I think, is the most artistic choice. I think Blackish is the popular choice. Um, modern family would tend to agree with you. The, the, the modern family voter body would probably tend to agree with you. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, 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 I am betting on the thirst. It's totally true. Um, but I think that's a thing um, we might anticipate. Uh, or mentally, or in your case, mentally brace yourself for. I mean, it'll be. I, I think. I think Blackish is is strong enough. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. But I also. I. I don't know. Yeah, I'd throw a fit. You of know course. me. Yeah. Well, you throw a fit about like anything. Not anything. I mean, I was rather composed when Game of Thrones won last year. Like, I, I, I cannot. I, I. I didn't see you react, so I can't. I can't say for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you cert certainly didn't throw things around when uh, when the TCA nominations came out. <laughs> well, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> These are our peers, Liz. These are our peers. Our peers! Oh, man. But it was a good... It, it, was, it was funny for me to watch you in pain, as it always is. Um, I'm sure you'll see much more of it. Uh, Emmy's night. It's coming. Emmys night, Sunday, CBS, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe. How many Emmys do you think I can get? I can hold at all the after parties that night? Ooh. Last year I, mean, I got if, two. If Handmaids does well, I bet you could beat two. I bet you could hold three. That's true. But I'd have to go to the Hulu party. I, I mean, I don't have to go to these parties. But if, I should go If to Handmaids the win, then people are going to want to go to the Hulu party. I mean, I want to go to the Hulu party anyway, but... Yeah. If handmaids wins, then it'll be the it'll be the party to be at. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like every party eventually eventually it always becomes like the HBO party. Everyone ends up at the HBO party. We're yeah. talking about party. We're, we're talking about parties that we like. We like get get to, get to go go to these all the time when like. Um, well, people uh, end up at the HBO party because usually they're winning. <laughs> like usually, I mean, it, it's a great party in and of itself, yeah. but they also usually have a lot of winners there. So yeah. But yeah, last year, last year I just walked up to George R. R. Martin at the end of the night. I was like, can I hold your Emmy, please? And then he let me hold his Emmy. It is really heavy. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could have gotten away with that with anyone else. But George R. R. Martin <laughs> seemed like an easy bet. 
Um, but anyways, Ben, the most important thing beyond how many Emmys I get to hold on Emmys night is what was the best thing you watched last week? Oh man, Liz, the best thing, if I'm being honest, the best thing I watched last week was my sister get married. uh, There's really, there's really few moments in life as special as seeing family members that close and wonderful, uh, celebrate uh, happiness like that, and I was very happy and pleased and excited to be a part of it. Um, but and there were also some. There were also, some, but I feel like you should mention there were a couple of nice touches uh, to that wedding. Uh, there were there were quite a few nice touches. There was, but but um, but but ones that would be actually interesting for our listeners. Uh, well, there were um, there were a few television series incorporated into the ceremony itself, uh, mainly. Uh, this this very foolish, silly-looking, quiet man they hired to be their minister um, talked a lot fun. about about friends and the leftovers. Of course, and then, you um, did. <laughs> and maybe fit in a true detective reference, uh, something something akin to these rings, much like a flattened can of Lone Star beer, represent that time is a flat circle. Good lord. Um, so those those were those were highlights, and then I mean there were some doves at the end. If people know any sort of TV connections with doves, but uh, I can't I can't think of any. If so. you're on if you live on the East Coast, Ben now has a dove guy. If you need a dove, you know Ben can get Ben can hook you up. He's great too. He's he's an he's an ex cop. He's retired. He's taking it easy. Very low key, on time, responsible. Great great dove guy. Uh, but yeah, that's I'm 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 gonna actually stick with it. That's the best thing I saw last week, Liz. That's lovely. What was the best thing you saw last week? Perhaps things that other people might have been able to see. Well, no one is able to see this yet. Um, but let's just say that uh, uh, somebody informed me yesterday afternoon that the as we record this that the Good Place screeners were available on the NBC press site for season oh, two. Yeah. There were four of them. And for some, and somehow an hour and a half later, I'd watched all four of them. That's pretty good. Oh my god! It, if you have not caught up on the Good Place, uh, it, the, the Good Place—I'm not going to say anything about what's in season two, but I will say season one is available on Netflix. Watch that shit, yo! Like it is—it is such interesting television and so well done. Uh, and I, uh, I feel like you should enjoy it. Yeah. And that is all I'll say. And like the fact that I, I could not I could not keep myself from watching these screeners uh, is hopefully an indication of that. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ben? What's the next? What, what about what about you in terms of what's the next thing you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna do a twofer because I cannot possibly choose between these two shows. Um, on Wednesday, September thirteenth. At 10:30 p.m. on Comedy Central, Broad City returns for another season. And Broad City is so good, you guys. I mean, I, I think I already talked about it when I saw the, the episode preview at Comic-Con, uh, which is like the sixth episode, I think. It wasn't the premiere. It's something deeper into the season. Uh, but there's so much to get excited about this year. Uh, Abby Jacobson and Alana Glazer both directed two episodes apiece themselves. Um, there's, there's some really potent comedy. Um, that's all I'll say. It's, it's great to just experience it. And people know Broad City by now, so just a reminder to be excited that that's coming. And then the next night, the very next night, Thursday, September 14th, on FX at 10 p.m. is Pamela Adlon's Better Things, season two. So right before she could be winning an Emmy, 
her new season premieres. Uh, at the very least, you know, <laughs> the new season's out. We get two seasons of it. We're all going to be winners because of that. Uh, so make sure that you watch Better Things Season 2. Those are my picks. Very good. Liz, uh, what are your picks? Well, you didn't need a twofer because I was going to go with Better Things. Um, oh, great. Yeah, I have. it's one of those things where those screeners have been... I, I haven't... I've yet to crack into those screeners, and I really should. Um, and unfortunately, I've gotten distracted by things. But, uh, like, work. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I really need to watch that show because I, I very much enjoy it. It's one of the best. One uh, of the very best. Yeah. And you'll be able to read all about that and more on IndieWire.com where you'll find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like. And make sure you listen to all of IndieWire's wonderful podcasts, including the Turn It On podcast with our very own Michael Schneider, uh, the IndieWire Filmmaker Toolkit podcast with Chris O'Fault, and of course, the one that started all, Screen Talk with Eric Cohn and Ann Thompson. Yep. Uh, you can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. And you can find Liz on Twitter at Lizlet. That's with an I and an E. Correct. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. Uh, you know, probably not to... We'll have to figure out how we're handling uh, our post-Emmys uh, coverage, but uh, we'll, we'll certainly have something to say at some point about what happens. Live uh, from the HBO party with Evan Rachel Wood, IndieWire. Very good television podcast. Yeah, that'll, that'll go great. Short but sweet. <laughs> Short but sweet, as we always are. Um, but again, you guys, thank you so much for listening.